Hello, welcome back to Coffee with Victoria, episode five now. It's episode five now, wow. I'm pretty proud of how many episodes I've been, you know, able to push out <laughs> because of course I tend to like get a little bit um, self-conscious, you know, which is normal um, when I'm trying something new and this is like very vulnerable I'm, you know i'm talking a lot about my personal life and just you know all the things so it's completely normal though to feel this way and so that's why i've kind of come accustomed to feeling a little like um shy about these kind of things so anyways um, happy Tuesday. It's Tuesday while I'm recording this. I'm sitting by the window on my couch sipping on some matcha. Um, I hope that you guys have a coffee or something with you so we can just, you know, have a little coffee date or matcha date, whatever your choice of beverage is. <laughs> um, so I know that I normally post on Mondays in Fridays and I've been slacking because Friday's podcast didn't come out till Saturday and then now Monday's podcast is not coming out until Tuesday which is today because I think I'm just gonna upload this right after I record it um yeah sorry but I was just you know I was not going to get it in on on Sunday or Monday because I was just super tired Sunday I cleaned all day in my apartment and the thing is like my apartment's it's small it's not like tiny tiny but it's small and there's not much but it can get tiring and I can't imagine how I could possibly clean like a whole house I mean that's for like another time when I actually get into that um you know stage in my life when I you know own a house and everything but man if I can't <laughs> if this tires me out living in like a 700 square foot apartment you know cleaning that area space I don't know what it's going to be like when I have a whole house <laughs> anyways first hold problems um and then Monday I was just feeling it afterwards like I was just feeling super tired from Sunday and like kind of like being up all day and cleaning all day and I, I felt like I was coming down with something but anyways I'm going on a tangent at this point you're not here to listen about my days and why I feel kind of sad or not sad but sick um, <laughs> anyways it is the month of May now and the month of May is actually a really fun month because in May it is AAPI month which stands for Asian American Pacific Islander month and it's mental health awareness month so there are two things that I love in one month, me being Asian and me loving mental health. <laughs> and I wanted to talk about that, this, this podcast, because I've been thinking, reflecting as I normally do, <laughs> and I've come across a lot of like TikToks and memes and, um, you know Instagram stories and pictures at people my age which I'm 25 by the way people my age seem lost you know they seem they they feel quote-unquote lost or stuck or not sure and they feel guilty for feeling lost stuck and unsure <laughs> and I myself included 
when before I you know was before I got into mental health and you know got help for myself I was feeling the same way I felt like super lost and super insecure about being lost because all my peers around me seemed to like quote-unquote have their shit together and I didn't and I was just like putting up a front as if I knew what I was doing and I want to offer you guys like that not knowing what to do is what you're supposed to do (laughs) they like expect us at age 20 and all in like within our 20s all suddenly at age 25 or 26 we are supposed to have our life down together and know what we're going to do the next 50 years of our lives like and and when i say they i mean society and you know most like mainly our parents and i want to dive into that a little bit more in the asian community because um there is a different pressure and expectation with asian parents but this is to all my 20 year olds i'm only 25 and i can't speak for 30s i know 30s i've heard like it's kind of like somewhat the same but you kind of you kind of have it down a little bit better than you had it in your 20s I'm not 30 yet, so I can't I can't speak for your 30 and the 30 peoples out there, but at least in my 20s. And I'm only 25, so I, I don't know either for like, you know, 26, 27. But I would assume from what I've been seeing around and hearing around is that it's typically the same where everyone kind of feels lost. And I came across this TikTok where, um, I, came, I came across several TikToks actually, around the same type of thing where they go, they you know, they go to the camera and they tell everybody like, oh, everyone, like if you're not in your 20s, like if you're not from the 1990s or whatever, like if you're not born at this, you know, um, year group, then just leave, don't watch the video. And all my 20 year olds stay and they stay and then the, you know, the person goes up to camera and they'll whisper, what are we supposed to be doing? (laughs) And I just found that so comical because it's so true and relatable. Like we feel like, what are we supposed to be doing as if we need to be doing something? Guys, I just wanna let you guys know that you don't need to do anything. Now I'm not saying that you are, you know, you should be a bum and kinda like, Um, you know, just hang around your parents' place until you're 30 after you figure it out, um, which that is fine too. What I'm saying is here though, it's like, it's not that you need to stay stagnant and just sit there and sit around and wait for something to come to you. What I'm saying is that what you're doing right now in your 20s, whatever you're doing now in your current situation in life, you're doing fine. You're doing great. Okay, you are where you're supposed to be in your journey of life right now. And to put on this immense pressure of figuring out what you want to do is only going to give you more stress in your life. You know, it's, this is not like a race to know who's going to be better at life, who's going to have the most perfect Pinterest life. That's not, that's not the goal here. You know, us being here, given a gift to live life, to feel emotions, to make memories, we're here to live our best life, not our perfect one, okay? Because perfect is overrated and it's unattainable. It's not, and honestly, living your best life, trying to stick with commitment and consistency, that's, that's attainable and that is sustainable. 
okay? We can't wait for motivation to come around and knock on our door and be like, okay, I'm here now, because motivation is that friend who like flakes on you and says that they might come, but they, you know, sometimes like, oh, suddenly they have an excuse, oh, something came up, can't come, and then now you're like, what am I supposed to do? I need you. You know, you're waiting for motivation to come around and like make you get off your bum and, you know, go do things, no. And I mean, that's a little bit off topic, but what I'm trying to go, what I'm trying to say here is that this pressure that you're feeling has stemmed back since you were a child, honestly, because we feel this amount of pressure because of society like the first thing we're asked when we're children in elementary school is like oh what do you want to be when you grow up and of course it's like you know just childlike and it's like an innocent question they don't really expect us but they kind of bring that up because they're trying to let us know it's like okay your job in life is to figure out what you want to do and contribute to society right to find an occupation and figure out what you want to do because you can't be, you can't not know what to do. You, you've been given this life, you need to do something. <laughs> and, and that kind of keeps going. You know, it keeps going within elementary. First, it's like a little bit more innocent in elementary, right? They're just letting you know, like, oh, you know, you know, think about what you want to be. And of course, we say like the common thing, like I want to be a doctor, a firefighter, a teacher, and all that stuff. And then middle school comes and, you know, that comes, like, that phase is kind of weird. It's kind of like you're not an adult yet, you're not grown enough, but you're not that young either. And you are super, super lost <laughs> in middle school. Let's face, like, let's be real. You're so, so lost in middle school, but you're just there, you know. And then high school comes and then shit gets real. And then you're like, okay, now I got to apply for colleges and I have to do well on my tests. And they pressure you to find a good college because you don't find that certain college. And then you, I, I don't know, I guess in, you know, in society's mind, if you don't get into the college you want, you're not going to succeed. And then once you get into college, you have to pick a major, because this major, and if you switch it, like you know, you're you're done for because you can't be switching around. You got to stick with the major so that you can then get a job, right? And then it's just all this pressure stems back to the education system, like teaching us that all we need to do is get a job and do something with our lives, and they've been you know, kind of holding our hand, telling us what to do. Like, okay, you need to go to class at this time between 8 a.m. 3 p.m. You have extracurriculars, and you, you know, maybe you'll get a part-time job if you're in college as well. And they've been telling us this whole schedule, telling us what to do. And now that we're done with school and they kind of throw us out in the real world, they're like, good luck. But they didn't really teach us anything. They didn't, they didn't teach us the actual life skills we need such as, you know, dealing with our emotions when they come up. They only taught us to kind of repress it, right? They didn't tell it, teach us how to manage our emotions. They didn't teach us taxes, okay? I know, it, like, taxes is just its own little world. That, that, should, that should be a class, get, like, <laughs> that should be a class within itself in college that they should teach you because not even college, I think high school. Sometimes I think they should do maybe senior year of high school because some people don't want to go to college, you know, and that's okay. 
they should just honestly offer that as a class because they really be setting this up for failure because <laughs> all of a sudden like oh by the way you need to file taxes and then you need to also learn about insurance for home insurance and stuff if you want to get you know an apartment or a house or you know car insurance you know all these like quote-unquote adult things that they don't teach us but of course they will teach us the Pythagorean theorem and geometry you know and what it what you know what is within a cell you know the cell membrane and all that stuff and and i'm not saying that that's not like important things that's very interesting stuff and i'm sure it's useful for people who want to be biology teachers or like you know math teacher but for the majority of us that's not you know what we're going for and that's not typically used so with, with all that being said, I hope that you feel a little bit more relieved knowing that you're not the only one feeling this pressure. Because again, I felt this pressure when I was like, I came right out of college. I think, and it, it's like, so you, uh, I'm getting ahead of myself, I'm sorry. <laughs> you notice like everyone kind of freaking out in their 20s. It's kind of like the new middle school kind of thing where you're just kind of lost, but you kind of, you kind of got it together, you know? Because it's like, you're not in your 30s where you're kind of more like, okay, I got to know what to do kind of thing. You're not in your teens where they can, you know, help you're not really liable for anything and your parents are there to help you and all that stuff. So you're in your 20s where you're supposed to figure out what you want to do being an adult, but you're not quite there yet. You're still trying to figure it out. You know what I mean? It's kind of like that new, the new middle school stage. <laughs> and you just got, you know, you just have a lot more responsibilities now. You're trying to figure out the most responsibilities. And again, you're not alone. Everyone in their 20s feels this way because because after the certain point, after college, everyone hits those college blues, those college, uh, post-college depression because they're lost. They realize maybe they, you know, what they major in college is not necessarily what they want to go into. And then they want to switch to a job, but then they feel this immense guilt and shame. Like, oh, I went into school for this. Like now I'm switching to this. Like I can't possibly do that. And it's like, no. You go do that. Who cares? Right? You went to college, yes. You can still look at it as a positive thing that you've learned, you got you value education, you got your degree and yeah, so what? You're going to go into a different occupation, you know, a different field. You know, you scratched your itch, you know, when you were interested in whatever you were in college and now that you scratched your itch, you, you know, go ahead and try a new thing. And some people think, oh, it's, you know, it's a waste of money. And now I'm like, people are going to think that I am not, um, what's it called, determined or committed to certain things and I just change around. Like, no, like us as humans, we have this one life and we put so much pressure to do only one thing in our one life. And think about that. We have one life and you're going to amount to one thing you want to do in your life for the next, I don't know, so on years, 50 years, 60 years, you know, and it's, it's that pressure that we don't need to put on ourselves and that I've learned to take off myself. Now, I won't say I'm perfect, but I've come to a place where I realize like, 
my one life, I want to try all the things. I want to do all the things that make me happy, that get me excited, and you know, whatever works, works, whatever doesn't, I'm still happy that I did it, right? Because at the time it brought me joy and I want to try it out, see where it goes, and, and if it becomes like a fluke or, you know, it doesn't really, it fizzles out, and it's, again, it's okay. Not going to make it such a big deal because it doesn't have to be because I still found joy in that. I still did that for me, right? Like me being a life coach has nothing to do with my English major that I, that I got in college. But I mean, I still use it. Like I still use English as like, you know, when I write, um, posts and write my blogs and I'm very like, and I do plan to like hopefully one day, my dream one day is to like, you know, make a book, write a book. Um, but that's like far in the future, but that's my dream one day. And I want to try it all. And if you guys know me from like, if you guys are close friends listening to this, families, you know that I create a YouTube as well. I create a YouTube channel, which is like another story, which is funny. Um, I like when vlogging started picking up and everything back in what 2016 15 i don't really remember i bought a vlog camera um i sold my dslr camera that i had because i thought i want to go into photography and then i, I didn't and then so vlogging was like the next cool thing and so then i went in got into vlogging and um i never vlogged with it until last year 2020 when the pandemic um we were in the midst of pandemic and I was realized, I realized like I bought this camera and I was too insecure to do anything about it when I first bought it. Like five years later, I still have this camera. What do I do with it? So I thought I was going to be like a quote unquote influencer. And that was like the dream at the time that I wanted to do because that was kind of like, you know, again, popping at that time in 2015 and so forth. Like it's still popping at this time. <laughs> and in the midst of the pandemic, and I was like contemplating whether to sell it or to, you know, keep going with it um, or try it, I mean. And I was like, why not? Like we're in the pandemic right now. Everyone's trying new things and I'm going to try despite all like the, you know, all my thoughts telling me no, because I, I was so scared of like, embarrassment and people saying things about me and you know what if this is not something like I want to do then I kind of put myself out there for no reason and people are going to think of this certain way of me now and it was just like all those insecurities right finally after much many sessions with my coach <laughs> with my life coach and building up my confidence a lot you know over the years not the years it's almost years actually it's been, it's been like a year maybe and I, I honestly can't remember <laughs> um but it's been a good year since i've been with my um, life coach and i've been building my confidence i finally put out you know my first youtube video and let me tell you it was like the corniest thing ever um it's pretty cringy but i still put it out there and then i started to put more and i think there's like a total of like six maybe <laughs> six videos and I wasn't like really consistent with it um, I had a lot of doubts and I put it out there though I put it out there and guess what I realized after doing all that I didn't want to be an influencer I didn't want to be a youtuber <laughs> I don't want to be a youtuber but guys guess what I I don't want to be it not because of like oh I'm like 
you know, because of the insecurities. I'm insecure with myself. No, it's not because of that. It's because of like my, you know, my mind shift. My mind shift has changed. My goals have changed. Like I don't really want to put my focus on YouTube, and I don't really, you know, that's not my dream anymore. But I tried it, and I'm so happy I did, guys. I'm so, so happy because now that I know I don't want to be, but I'm, like, so fulfilled just by the fact that I tried, and now I know. Like, if that doesn't say something to you, then I don't know what will because I literally put myself on, like, this big platform, YouTube, where everybody in the world could see, and I'm sure they wouldn't, like, really watch it like who who wants to watch my vlogs <laughs> like it's not that like exciting but still i put it out there for like my peers and family and friends to see and that was already enough for me to feel really scared and insecure and i i did it and i guys what i got out of it was so much more confidence more and i have a new like uh, appreciation for youtubers because that is hard that is hard to edit and like do all that that's kind of also part of the reason why I didn't want to do YouTube anymore because it's actually a lot more work than you think you know it looks fun watching all these vlogs and whatnot but the editing it's actually pretty hard unless you're really good at it and I, I just I'm just not really that tech savvy <laughs> anyways that's my little personal spiel about letting you guys know that it's okay to try new things it's okay that you don't know and it's okay that you're not quite sure what you're doing now but you're doing it because you want to try right like i said you are where you're supposed to be right now and putting more pressure on yourself will only equate to a you know depressing miserable life because at that point you're living for other people, not for yourself, when you're putting that pressure. And this goes, and again, like as I mentioned earlier, I do wanna like specify within the Asian community. I know I talked a little bit about this in my other podcasts um, called No Back Talk Podcasts. Those are with my cousins, Rita and Cindy. And we talk about everything kind of geared towards the Asian culture and community. And so if you want to go check out our podcast, you can, but I wanted to talk about this a little bit more on my, on my podcast, because I want to go into like why it's so hard for us as, um, the new generation, like maybe like if you're a first generation, basically if your parents came from another country to America, you know, them being immigrants and you are, um, you know, you were born in America or brought here at a young age. Um, it's, there's pressure within that, right? And me, myself included. I, I feel that pressure as well, being the firstborn, first one to go to college and get a degree and all that stuff. And you kind of feel like you, you owe them a lot. In, in some cases you do, right? Our parents did sacrifice and went through a lot to come to America and you know raise us and adjust to this new country just so that we don't have to live such a hard life as they did before because they know they know how the you know can be a struggle in this world and again i say this in the most loving way 
and is that we don't owe anyone anything. Now, again, I know it's going to be a little bit controversial, and I'm not saying I'm not, you know, grateful for my parents, and I do want to still, you know, do things to make them proud and to, you know, eventually give back, but I want to make them proud and give back because I, I want to do it in a place where I'm doing it out of love from myself. You know, I love them, of course, but love from myself as well. Because I love myself so much, and I'm very sure of myself that I am this now capable young woman who's successful, I, I'm able to give back to my parents, right? When I, and I know that's kind of confusing. What I'm trying to say is that if you do it because out of guilt, pressure, and just because of the fact that you think that, oh, like, I have to kind of thing, like, I have to do this because of my parents, I have to do this, then, like, your parents kind of feel it too, right? Your parents might think, like, oh, um, look at my son or daughter, they're giving me, like, these things because they've done, you know, because I've done so much for them that it's only right for them to give me back, and, but then, like, the relationship is kind of jaggered, like, it's, it's kind of very superficial, because I was at a point where my, like my parents or my mom, I actually specifically, she, you know, and I think this is all in, in all cultures where we, our parents want to display, you know, their lives and us as their children in a certain way to society and within their community. But yet in the inside, it's actually really broken. And if you feel this pressure, uh, from them, you end up getting really upset with them, and then you get upset with yourself, and then you start hating yourself because of, you know, whatever reason, and it, it kind of spirals. Like, it's just such a negative spiral, and I know that the pressure is on with Asian American families because you want to prove and show them that you can be successful and you want to owe something back to them. But you have to go, you have to approach this in the right mindset. Personally, with me, my relationship with my family wasn't the best. And I definitely felt like I needed to prove something to them. Like I wanted to prove something to my parents. I wanted them to make, I wanted them to be proud of me. And I hated myself. You know, I was very um, resentful towards them um, because they didn't seem to be proud of anything I did, you know, growing up. And um, I was very resentful towards them, resentful towards myself. I didn't, I ended up hating myself a lot um, because of, you know, it was just because, like, I wasn't, I was wondering why I can't be a certain way for them to love me. And I realized, like, they can't love me unless I love myself. Now, I know they really love, of course, every parent loves their child no matter what, but I wasn't able, I'm not, I wasn't able to see that. I wasn't able to see that until I start to love myself, right? Because once you start loving yourself, being compassionate about your past, being compassionate about your past self, because your past self is all the habits that, you know, were formed from your parents. It goes down, right? 
you being compassionate with your past self meaning means that you're compassionate about the things that your parents taught you in your childhood and then once you realize that then you can become more compassionate with your parents and understand okay this is why they did a certain thing right this is why they kind of drilled in my head that i need to be um you know this certain way or how to do this certain thing and and then that's why I did what I did in the past. And then here now, here I am in the future now realizing this doesn't work anymore. But what I can do is, you know, look back in the past and be like, yes, this is what I did. At the time it did serve me and I understand what was going on now. I can, for, you know, you know, what, not forgive, you know, depending on what happened in your life. I guess you can use the word forgive, but just again, the word is compassion. Be very compassionate about what happened. So once you do all that, once you are able to find that compassion with your past self, then leads into being compassionate with your parents. You can then form a, a more loving relationship. And that's what I did with my me and my parents. Like I started to form a much more loving relationship with them because I learned to love myself more because I was able to be compassionate with my past to understand, to understand these habits that were formed from them and how they formed and realizing, okay, they formed because of them. And this is not to blame them. This is not to blame them, but it's to really be like, oh okay they also didn't really know better either right they they're doing the best that they could at that time just like how i was at that time as well it, being in this society and this um why when it's like digital world it's hard to not compare yourselves and everything and having this like positive relationship with your parents as well being an Asian American community and now some it's not like I'm not saying like every Asian parent doesn't understand emotion is just and it's um, emotionally unavailable and shut off but majority that's the case and putting that pressure on yourself will only make it worse for them as well like it's gonna it's going to still dampen your relationship between them if you are hating yourself or you are shaming yourself putting that pressure on yourself because then you start to feel resentful towards them i hope this is all making sense as i'm trying to say this um i know that i can get you know ahead of myself with what i'm thinking and what i'm trying to say but without making this podcast too long, what I want to end with is that whatever you, again, whatever part of your journey you are in your life right now, that you are doing amazing and that whatever situation that you're in with, you know, say that you are in a Asian American household like in myself, and you just want to make your parents proud, make yourself proud, right? Your goal is to shift your mind and then you're not trying to disrespect them if you switch your goals, right? You're, this is not disrespecting them. You trying to make yourself proud first before your parents will 
change things so much because once you make yourself proud, make yourself happy and love yourself, you realize all the things that your parents, you know, are trying to communicate to you and they may not say it in like the best way, but they and you you start to realize they've been proud. They've they've always loved you. Right? And they've always thought, you know, highly of you. But you can't see it if you are still in that dark place within yourself. And me included, like I, I never thought my mom was going to be able to say that she was proud of me and that she was happy with the choices I made in life. And we may, we have a lot of differences. We definitely do. But she, like just recently, she was telling me how she was proud and she was happy that I was capable of moving out, living on my own, and taking care of myself. And she feels so happy that her daughters are capable and she taught her daughters to be capable. And, you know, despite whatever decisions me and my sister make in life, she's just, you know, she feels good that, you know, she, her daughters are doing well. Like we're, we're, and we can like think for ourselves and we can do things and, you know, whatever situation comes, of course she's gonna be there for us, but that she knows that we are able to take care of ourselves. And I never thought she would say that honestly, cause all our lives she would always like think that me and my sister were not capable and we, you know, um, are still babies and we don't, we can't take care of ourselves and we're not clean and yada, yada, <laughs> you know, how Asian mothers are. And I thought, and I thought with all like the life decisions I made, um, you know, moving out with my boyfriend and um, make, you know, not becoming a doctor or like a business major and having an English degree, you know, doing all these like life decisions that she wasn't really too happy about. I thought she wouldn't be happy with me or proud of me, but she, she, you know, the other time or not the other day, but like, like maybe last month or so. She told me that she was happy and proud um, with me. So it gets better, guys. And I wasn't able to, again, build this relationship with my mom unless I had built this relationship with myself first and be proud of myself first. Because then she realized all the things after seeing me happy with myself and being proud of myself at this. So I hope this all made sense. And um, if you have any questions, feel free to always DM me on my Instagram because I really want to keep talking about mental health in the Asian American community. Um, I, we still talk about a lot of that within my other podcasts. So again, go check us out. No back talk. And yeah, with all, this is to all my 20 year and 30, 30 year olds, even though I'm not in my thirties yet, but you know, you guys, you know, we're here to mess up. We're here to try things. We're here to, you know, do the things that we want to do. And I'm not saying to like do it in the stake of like harming others, right? Like, but what I'm saying is like, it's okay. It's okay that you're not sure what you want to do. And it's okay whatever situation you're in right now because you're supposed to be there and you're supposed to learn and you can't grow unless you start to learn to love yourself more, okay? All right, so with that being said, um, make sure to 
rate this podcast and let other you know share this podcast as well let other people know and i'm gonna be coming back to you guys this friday with a new episode about relationships um within the asian community and i know i didn't really go into as to why we don't ask for help within our um you know asian american household about mental health that will probably be I think next week because I'm going to try to do something like related um, Asian American wise throughout the whole month in mental health so I think that's going to be next week but this Friday will be about relationships okay anyways um, have a good day whatever day you're listening to this and I will talk to you guys next time bye